Hey guys, welcome to Run It Back with Ty Henry. Today's episode is a little bit different. Uh, they did a preseason rankings on Gaelic Gridiron about the Dublin Rebels or just American Football Ireland's Premier Division. There are eight teams in that, and we got picked seventh. Uh, that was the genesis of everything that becomes this podcast and my brain's future downloadings. So please. Rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. See you soon. Okay, emergency podcast. <clears throat> so, originally I'm always this really nice guy and really calm and centered on everything. But just a little update on American Football Ireland. So, I play in American Football Ireland. Currently, there are eight teams in the Premier Division. There's also a Division One and a Division Two. The league also has a podcast that is correlated with the league in their weekly breakdowns, touchdown scores, etc. Um, they write little articles, they do little things. That's all, the idea of it is correct. Um, originally, this podcast is always based around me interviewing players in different countries, some American guys, guys that have played in all the different countries in the world. I've got a bunch coming up soon with a bunch of different elf guys. A bunch of different guys playing in the different leagues in Germany, Spain, Austria, meeting with a bunch of coaches, a couple different elf coaches. So that's what's kind of on the docket for coming up in episodes. But a little American Football Ireland breakdown before we go. We're in the last week of our regular season. There are three games left. Currently, uh, the Dublin Rebels, we are 7-0 and in first place, undefeated. Average of scoring 40 points per game and allowing 9 points per game as we go into the last week of the season. Where we are playing currently, who's in fourth place, the South Dublin Panthers. Now, if we beat the Panthers and end up 8-0 and they end up 4-4, four and four, there's a chance they could end up out, but there's also a chance that they'll end up in. I'll explain that in a second. Second place, UCD is locked in. They finished 6-1-1. They lost to us in a pretty back-and-forth um, game we got up early, it was 28-6, to then they scored halftime 28-14, they came back in the second half, went up on us 30-28, to and then we four, scored a final touchdown in the last couple minutes, which we drove the field to go score. We threw deep pass to Dave, starting on our 20, there was no squib kick, we started on our 20, threw a deep pass to Dave King, I then scrambled for a long game down the left sideline, and then on the last play, we threw a touchdown pass to Dave King. But we still had time to run more plays from there if you weren't at the game or didn't see how the game broke down. To be aware, to talk about what happened in the league. <clears throat> the other game uh, that's coming down to it is recently they just tied with the Admirals. UCD was trying to run plays at the last second there to go ahead and possibly controversially should have won that game. In the grand scheme of things, doesn't matter too much as far as their seeding because they will end up the number two seed regardless and are a top contender and have Aaron at quarterback, who's a very good quarterback. They have um, a couple guys at running back that are both really good and then three or four really good receivers, Doug, Keen, all those kind of guys, Tom. So tons of skill on offense, a good line, real big right tackle, beast, and then talent all across the defense, some real good coverage guys. As far as from there, Cork then is playing Belfast this week. Belfast have won their last four games. They've had four home games. Jonas Siri, their star running back, has been going off. Um, they've got a couple other good running backs. They've got a great offensive line. They've been working the play-action game. They've buckled down on defense. 
been getting pick sixes, returns for touchdowns. Um, they've kind of been handling their business, but it's also been coincided with when they played the four weakest teams in this division. Like I've said, there's five teams in Ireland that are kind of a step above everybody else, as seen when we're playing teams at the next step down, like the Craig Avon Cowboys, who um, it's great that they're still showing up. They're still trying hard. You really don't want to be burning people where they don't feel like they have a chance. So the relegation promotion system is fantastic. And I hope that they have a continued chance to keep recruiting, get Peter back in at quarterback. I saw their Panther game where they kind of moved him away from quarterback. He's a very good quarterback. Um, get him, get Luis Alberto number nine, the ball as much as possible, and they'll be fine going forward. Um, the Belfast Knights will play the Rhinos. That game will kind of be the relegation bowl. So whoever loses that game, will drop down a level, and then from there, whoever wins the D1 championship will come up and be in the Premier League next year. So the main two games this week then, besides that Knights-Rhinos game, winner will move down, I mean, winner will stay in, loser will move down. I could see positives for both of them to get moved down. I could see positives for both of them to stay in the Premier Division. If I was betting, I would think it would be the Knights based on having, uh, but since they won't possibly won't have Spencer to start the game, maybe it could go different, but they're number three. The other quarterback's pretty decent as well. I think they'll finally get that monkey off their back. They've just kind of had a rough stretch and played a bunch of teams tight, but just kind of the way things broke for them this year, they'll be fine, though, and they should be a Premier Division team. Um, the other game is the Trojans and Cork. Both teams have been on, you know, fairly a roll. The Cork lost their first two games and then won the next four, tied with UCD on the weekend. Trojans lost their first three and then have won the last four since they've been back at home. Um, I do think it's going to be way closer. I wouldn't just automatically pick one of these two teams. Both play really good defense. Both are physical. Both are tough. Um, in the end, I think Stephen Hayes will take a little bit advantage of the um, Trojan secondary. I could be wrong. 90s floating around back there, ready to pick off a pass. But um, that's what I would expect to happen. But I wouldn't, you know, sell my bet my life on it. Um, I could totally see the Trojans winning. They've been on a roll. They've got a good line. They get the ball rolling. They get up a score or two. I think whoever kind of scores early and gets possession of that game. Um, but that would be like a great game to go see and watch. Tough, hard-nosed, well-played football. And then the final one is us versus the Panthers. This one, for us, we're sorted. We're in the number one position. I don't want us to be happy with that. I want us to play our game and keep trying to get better every week and not even treat this as anything to do with standings or anything, but I want this to be an opportunity for people to want to join the Dublin Rebels and play American football into the future and grow the sport as a whole in Ireland, which is what this whole thing is about, growing the sport in Ireland. I'm not wanting to throw shade at anybody. I don't want, I don't, you know, I don't have any problem with South Dublin Panthers. I don't want anything bad with them. I want them to keep building their club as well. I think they're a good club. I think they've got a lot of good talent. I think they've got good depth of numbers. And so I actually, I expect it to be a really good game. Could go either way. And I have a lot of respect for those guys. As far as... So basically, <clears throat> my main point here is the main hub of anyone finding the access to our sport in this island is a direct correlation to a podcast or to a write-up that I think needs to have just be held accountable with account with integrity. And so that wasn't the point of this podcast, but that will be something that this podcast actively does going forward. 
I don't know if you guys watch the NBA at all, but there's a guy named Draymond Green, and Draymond Green is talking about this whole new thing about new media. So basically, Draymond Green, JJ Redick are taking over this new NBA following CJ McCollum, where instead of Skip Bayless or Shannon Sharp or people who don't play in the NBA talking about the NBA, they're saying, screw that, come to the people that play and know and can tell you what's actually happening on the field for proper analysis of what's happened. Um, I do have I do have an issue when people can click and see to find out about, oh, which club could I want to join? Or what's the story with this club? Or what's going on there? And there is a clear, clear driven narrative. I don't know if it's a hate. I don't know if it's years of this or years of that or just crap. It's actually just unacceptable. And it's bullshit. And it's pathetic. It's quite honestly pathetic. I played in 15 different leagues, all of which bigger and more established than this one. So listen up and sit up. I'm not going to take this shit, and my club's not going to take this shit. I'm not going to fucking deal with people telling us who's better than us and this is better than us and say, oh, I think this team's going to win because of and I never fucking saw the game. Shut the fuck up or talk about the sport properly and get people involved and invite them down. Stop sending fucking, the whole league is based on a fucking meme page. That shit's pathetic. And I can't get, I, I applied to be on the committees. What, I'm not allowed on the American Football Ireland Committee. My college football career didn't get me there. My pro career after that didn't get me the experience to properly develop, tell you how to develop a sport. The fact that I started a club in Australia from fucking nothing and built it into the Best club in the whole country doesn't tell you that. Or that I played where they play better ball in Europe in every country besides here. Where we can't, oh my God, it's amazing to go play in Germany. Cool, I've done it. It was easy. What do you want to know? I'm the least cocky person in the world, but this shit is just disrespectful. This shit's annoying. This shit is stupid and petty and childish high school bullshit. I'm not trying to come at Irish people, but there is this thing where Oh, they're going to be proud and mad until you... Screw that. Be inclusive or your sport dies. Be inclusive or this isn't a thing. Be inclusive and tell the true story. So while we're sitting down, Wellington Amorian, Wello, my running back, gets no credit from the league because we're all shitty with him for something or because he talks crap or because he's this or because he's that or because his muscles are too big. He's run for 12 touchdowns. He could probably be, if you're going to pick teams of the week, pick him. He's pretty good. I got rookie wide receivers that both have seven, eight, nine touchdowns. They haven't played in a lot of the games that are not getting looked at to be on our national team. Why? Why? Why aren't they getting looked at? Why am I not a pick for the week? I have completed 73% of my passes. 73. I've thrown 17 touchdowns through two picks. I've thrown less picks than everybody else fucking put together. I've run for seven over 100 yards a game, more than 700 yards, and six touchdowns. We've scored more points than anyone else in the league and allowed less. But there's, just, there's no get around the Rebels. There's no share the Rebels this. There's no any of that. Like, I'm not, like, it's petty. It's really petty. And so I was down to go along as the nice guy who was going to not hold people accountable, but that's done. If we intercept a pass and land in the end zone, we get the ball at the 20-yard line from now on. Sound good, league? Is that cool? I'm not going to take it at the two. 
just because like, oh, you messed up. If we do a QB sneak and we land in the end zone, that's a touchdown from now on. If they have guys run out on the field while we're running a play, you can't say, ah, sure, grand, whatever. No, they had 13 on the field. It's a flag. Let's go. Like, hold yourself accountable. And I'm I'm not going to be nice anymore because I'm the new guy on the block and I'm not going to hold them accountable and I want to be everybody's friend and super nice. No, I'm not. That's not happening because I'm trying to acquiesce to join this league to be part of our things. Like, I, tr- I, w- I wanted to be involved with a couple different clubs here. People didn't reach out to me. People didn't invite me down. People didn't ask me to teach them anything. Why? Why would you be so stubborn that you wouldn't take someone else's advice or take someone's help? I've come in with open hands, open arms. Let me help. Can I be the coaching coordinator for the league to get everyone certified as coaches? No. Okay, can I be a develop the de- development officer? I started a gridiron club. I started one that had 200 members. Can I run the marketing plan for the league and tell you how to do that? Because here's a little hint for you guys. The Dublin Rebels have more than 1,000 followers, more than the league. And we have more followers on every single platform than the league. Our club has more than the league. So how is our team not going to have more players than your team? Huh? A lot of teams run stuff really, really well. But we aren't looking to those teams, and we're too busy freaking fighting for our own backyard to say, you know who runs a hell of a social media? The Belfast Trojans. I understand why they have 80 people, and they have all these people down at their games. And yeah, they're charging five euros and have a mascot. That's awesome. That's what we need to be doing as a league. Growing it, getting people involved. Sometimes you got to shake the shiny little thing in front of people, run a promotion, run a pizza thing. They're doing giveaways for charity. Like, how are we not, as a league, just holding ourselves to that accountability? It's ridiculous. Uh, Cork and UCD are doing a good job as well, putting stuff out there on social media, inviting people down, being inclusive as clubs, having a good standard of coaching. So it's not as you. Because I think a lot of these clubs are doing it individually fairly well. fairly well. But our, I don't know if it's because it's a small island or because we're all so close to each other or we are thinking we're going to struggle for numbers. But if we don't band together to grow this thing as American Football Ireland and use all of our resources and respect each other and talk positively about each and every club. If I have someone who lives near Castleknock, I need to send that person to play for the Rhinos. And I need to know that they have coaches there that have been certified and that they're ready to go and play. Which is what should happen from every club. If you know someone who goes to school here, then they need to go to play for that school. If you know someone who goes to Trinity, tell them to go play for Trinity. Because Trinity's got it set up right and they're ready to go. And they're going to have the experience that they're going to get there at the, at the opposite end. With a flag team and a tackle team and everything in between. And there needs, there doesn't need to be shade thrown because we're jealous of how successful this team's been or how successful that team's been. Or I, don't, I honestly don't even know. But it's ridiculous to be feel like the new kid in school at a high school, and that's what our league feels like. Our league as a whole. So, <clears throat> just to recap, final three games of the season: double rebels at South Dublin Panthers playing in De La Salle Palmerston FC 2 p.m. on Sunday. The Admirals will be playing against the Belfast Trojans. 
Um, winner of that game is uh, essentially so. Admirals win there in third, and then it's kind of then it would probably then Panthers would be second. Or I mean fourth. Uh, if Trojans win, they're in, and the Panthers. Well, actually, if the Panthers beat us, then the Panthers would still be in. So kind of a lot that can happen just with those two games. And then the also the Knights and Rhinos win and you're in, lose, and you're relegated to the first division. But could be a positive for your club to build strong down there for a year and then be right back up here where they probably uh, both deserve to be and will earn their way to be. So that's our last week before we go into the playoffs. It's been announced where the final and where the semifinals will be, but I'll kind of update that in the next couple weeks if we um, show back up to an episode. So that's American football in Ireland. Thanks.